Dean Dark is an absurd, over-the-top comedy horror adventure that is intended for older audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello and welcome to Dean Dark, a comedy horror adventure real play podcast loosely based on Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition and starring some of history's most infamous monsters. I'm Danger Dan Jers, and I am your host slash Crypt Keeper. This is part two of the four-part mid-season finale, and where we're jumping back in, the team has incapacitated a few cultists before Larry scared away the rest, they managed to fell the wooden ramp, and Phantom ran off ahead of the rest of the group into the castle Undercroft, and Carmilla has hopped back into the ethereal plane, where she is now being pursued by a wraith. With all of that, let's return to part two of our mid-season finale, already in progress. You are out of combat, but before moving on with everybody else, Phantom. Let's fucking go. Oh, my dude. As you make your way into the castle Undercroft, you find yourself in a very rocky room as you walk under the archway. It is dark, dimly lit, and there's a lot of wear and tear. There's some shackles on the walls. There is a pit in the center as... There is this semicircular room that you can walk into with what you immediately identify as coffins all along the wall. Roll stealth. Oh shit. 12. <laughs> Hold on, Aaron. You still had that potion of invisibility. Oh shit, you right. Well, I didn't drink it, <laughs> but I appreciate knowing that I might need it to get out. With a 12, a coffin to the west stirs a bit and the taloned claw of a vampire spawn oh. sloughs out from inside of it. Oh, not sloughs. I hate that word. <laughs> it's like moist or niece or something. God, I hate my sibling's daughters, my niece. Ugh. Is that a door up to the like north? Up to your north, there is a hallway that is partly collapsed with a pit of spikes. There's some chain straps over it, and you can clearly tell that this was a torture method, but it is impeding your way as the path around it has completely been eroded and caved in on, and you would have to pass over this bed of nails to continue on down the hallway through where the corridor winds up to a circular room before a set of stairs. You said there were things above the spikes? Uh, to the north of the spikes, I mean. Oh, so there's nothing, like, directly above them, nothing, like, hanging there. Don't you have your whip to, like, Indiana Jones this? Well, I needed something to whip onto. Oh. <laughs> it's not a giant sticky hand whip. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a new invention that needs to be done. Roll just a straight d20. Well, the straight D20 is a seven. Oh. With a seven, there's like some small little alcoves and breaks in the ceiling that you could potentially get a grip on. They are unstable. There's no guarantee that it will work. And the vampire spawn continues to stir a little bit more as the, the hand kind of shakes away, pulls itself slightly back into the coffin, but is still hanging out. <laughs> it's a little warm in there. <laughs> I am... Oh, God, I'm going to cast Unseen Servant. <laughs> it's been a minute. And I'm going to have them give me like a foot vault thing over the spikes. Ooh. Roll acrobatics. 
Oh, God. <laughs> You're not going to wait for Mary to just toss you across the chasm? No, I actually completely misunderstood uh, who I am as a person. Apparently, my oh. acrobatics is plus five, what? which is pretty bananas. That said, uh, eight. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you did misunderstand. I think you knew exactly who you were. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. With an eight, the unseen servants volley you up. You swing out your whip. You grab a hold of the small crevice in the ceiling. It does get a perch. You start to swing across. You make it over the bed of nails, and then the ceiling gives. You fall and face plant on the floor on the other side of it, as some of the brickwork and rocks above you collapse downward. You didn't get spiked. And with the noise, that hand sticking out of the coffin shoots out. Ow. Creaks open the lid. And it is in the room below you, so as you see a vampiric gaze scan around, roll stealth. Nine. Oh, buddy. (laughs) With a nine, you scramble further to your north out of that vampire spawn's gaze up to another coffin. No. (laughs) Where a hand slithers out and grabs onto your shoulder. Oh, come on. At least it's not sloughing. It's not sloughing. <laughs> I would like to whisper into the like creak in the coffin. You didn't see that though, did you? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty embarrassing. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do I roll a con save? Yes. And then in, while you're rolling that con save, back to everyone else. First, let's go to Jack. So Jack, having seen Phantom head on down, is essentially darting past whoever he can. And as soon as he gets in sight of anybody, he's just going to yell at them. Phantom went down. He didn't wait. And then I'm just going to keep moving forward and rushing past. Uh, guys, I think we need to go. Uh, we left Eric alone for way too long. Way too long. Uh, way, way uh, too long. Damn it. Move, move, move. move. Uh, <laughs> Who decided it was a good idea to leave him unsupervised? Larry sweats. <laughs> I look over the last remaining cultist. I'm like, you take care of her. She dies. You die. She, I, she's a good friend of mine. Of course I'm going to keep an eye. D- d- just go. Do, do what you need to do. Just go. <laughs> you raise the alarm. I find anyone else. I come and I finish you both off. And I run for it. Mommy, we need to go. I shout over my shoulder. Your boss went home for the night. I think you guys are good to go. Man, I'm going to be super sad if I missed out on some great loot in these other areas. I mean, at the cost of what else? <laughs> so is everyone else making their way? Yeah, I think we're running down. Yeah, oh, we are running to them. Is Carmilla still trapped in the ethereal plane running from like Scooby-Doo? Let's actually jump back to Carmilla. Carmilla is still in the ethereal plane. (gasps) Miss Lady! (laughs) And as this dementor-looking spectral figure, this wraith, is zeroing in on you, roll just a straight d20 on if you can get the incantation out in quick enough time to escape it. (laughs) That's a nat one, y'all! Carmilla! Hell yeah! He's fucking it up. Let's go. I just wanted to check. (laughs) Janae, did you take one of Aaron's dice by mistake? Oh. With a nat one, you are able 
to get the incantation going. And you are able to pass through back no. into the material plane. No! Let's see where this is going. And so too does the Wraith. Oh yeah. no! Yeah, of course. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this is giving me big Pac-Man vibes, and I don't really appreciate it. Find a pellet, find a pellet. That, you're out of, yeah, you're out of power pellets. You know, you making the Pac-Man analogy gives me an idea. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So here's what I'm going to do. Janae, I'm going to send you a link to a game of Pac-Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how bad I am? It's okay. It's just the Google Doodle version of Pac-Man. <laughs> I love that version. Just see a little Carmilla and a ghost just just bleeping and blooping across the halls of the castle. While everyone else is progressing, you play that game of Pac-Man. Anytime that you get caught by a ghost, that is damage that you will take. All right. <laughs> this is so silly. Good luck. My hands are all sweaty from Hot Larry, so now what am I gonna do? Run from the ghost. And while you're doing that, everyone else makes their way. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> it sounds like it's going well. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> everyone else makes their way down. And as you enter this room, all of you roll stealth. I'm so bad at that, though. There is some chuckling coming from the coffin. <laughs> Yeah, guys, I rolled a five. Rolled a 13. I got a 17. Uh, that's a net one. What? What? You said that so casually. <laughs> <laughs> Invisible Man, because you had a slight lead, your stealth check is going to be independent of everyone else's. So you are able oh. to make it past to this first vampire spawn up to the bed of nails. I'm, I don't think I remember hearing the measurements. Is there any way that I would be able to jump over it? Or at least Prince of Persia wall run on it? Roll acrobatics. I've done that before. It's a 14 plus 3, so modified 17. Hey. With a 17, you are able to get across the spike pit. Fantastic. Do I see Phantom, or did he have enough of a lead to like get further in? You see Phantom pushed right up against an alcove where there is a coffin that has a taloned hand gripping him by the shoulder. And he is crying and wriggling. And we only have, what, 20 minutes to stop the... You have 20 minutes. Ooh, okay. Good luck to us. We're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, come here. Okay, so I'm running over. I see the hand. I'll pull Abraham's dagger and try to cut off the hand. And put it in the glove. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a dagger attack. And I'll say it's okay. a sneak attack. Sweet. For everyone else, so Imhotep, Mary, and Larry, the three of you with your combined failed stealth check, especially with a nat one, <laughs> you wake up the other Woo! vampire spawn. Yeah, rise and shine. Who clambers out of the coffin. Oh, hi. Looks at you all, bears her fangs, sees that these are pretty much all of the people that would be terrible to draw blood from, 
gets a little bit disappointed, <laughs> but still makes her way in anyway. Aww. My sword's drawn. I'm like, I don't have time for this. And I just confront her, trying to stab her in the heart. Then, um, Carmilla, how's that Pac-Man game going? Um, if you couldn't hear from my angry grunting and wailing, <laughs> I did die, but I had four dots left, y'all. All right, so you only got hit once? Uh, oh, oh, no, sweetie, did you no, not you die? Oh, you, sh- oh you just straight up died. I, mm. I got a game over. And how many lives did you have? Uh, I had three lives, and I got 7,400 points. Hey, that's a high score for Dean Dark. <laughs> I will take that as three attacks from the Wraith. So, Janae, you are going to take 28 damage. That is from three separate attacks. And then you are able to make your way down into the Undercroft. Oh, so it's like, yeah, I think I did enough on you. I'm just going to let you go. This is making me feel sad now. (laughs) The Wraith returns back to the ethereal plane and with a shriek, tries to vaguely get the information across. And stay out! Ye stay off my line, Libris never! Meme on your own time. We don't have any time. Yeah, let's go, let's go. And then my attack was a 17 on the hand. With a 17, yes, that does hit. So um, roll sneak attack damage, and everyone else roll initiative. Got it, bub. So many dice. So many dice. 19, 21. So you deal 21 damage. Did I perchance cut the hand off of Phantom? Are you cutting off Phantom's hand or the vampire's hand? Yeah. (laughs) The the vampire's hand that was grabbing him. Last second betrayal. Yeah. He's like, never mind. I want your hand for the glove. I am going to... (laughs) I'm going to roll just a straight d20 because you did deal it a pretty hefty chunk of damage. That is a 13. That does not sound like I cut it off. So what I will say with that, the (laughs) hand is not severed, Mm. but it lets go and pulls back out of surprise. So Phantom is no longer grappled. That works. Fantastic. You can uh, address this whenever, but Phantom is going to say the most brisk thanks of all time. Jack's going to see him pull the conch out of his pocket, and he just books it forward and onward. (laughs) Uh, You're welcome. (laughs) Um... I'll yell back to the group and just tell them that we're running forward. Okay. We'll be there in a minute. And the vampire spawn clambers out of its coffin. Nope, not waiting. And is staring the two of you down. Nope, not waiting. Oh, dear. But first, the vampire that's staring down everyone else. So, Larry, it is your turn. All right. I guess since we're close, I'm going to move in. Smack with my cane, which has my shillelagh bonus on it, and my cane does have silver, so I don't know how that factors in. Does a 14 hit? A 14 does not hit. Oh, all right. So I I swing and a miss, but I want to use that momentum to carry me uh, towards the spike so I can figure out how to deal with that. And the vampire spawn is going to look between the four of you. I'm going to have it make an attack on Imhotep. No. 
Thank you. No, he said no. He did say thank you, no thank you, so. No thank you, very polite. Yeah. Does a 14 hit? Just barely, yep. Okay. Eight damage. Um. And we'll use her movement to run at Larry. No. <laughs> you get back. Yeah. So that will end her turn. So now it is Imhotep's turn. Okay. Let's all gang up on the vampire spawn. Don't have time. Who, me? <laughs> no, not you. The other one. <laughs> so I'm going to use something I haven't used yet. Ooh. As a bonus action, I'm going to use my parasitic weapon for the first time. Oh. So what happens is she slashes at Imhotep, deals him eight damage, right? Yes. As she slashes him, he kind of reels a little bit. As a thaumaturgy effect, his eyes glow orange. Ooh, that's, oh, I get it. I get it. (laughs) He sprints, just like a blind anger that is not usual for him. The bandages around his arm unwind and then reform in their own fifth hand with these claws, and I'm going to slash at her. All right, and is that a to hit or is that a save? Special attack is a melee spell attack. 13, not enough to hit. Not enough to hit. That'll happen, and then the um, bandages come wrap right back around my hand. When you come running forward kind of at Larry and he sees that, like, unleash of power, uh, something in him, like, reacts to that, and his mm-hmm. bones creak a little bit. He's like, oh. So that was a bonus action. As he wheels his handbag and the bandages wrap around it, he proclaims... If the power of the unknown will not harm you, then I will call upon the power of that I know and I cast Sacred Flame. Which is, uh, needs to make a dexterity saving throw with a DC of 15. That is an 18. God darn it! So that whiffs. So, uh, I I, I ran up and I gave it a a, a clap. That's a good job, good hit. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's me. Okay, Carmilla, it is your turn. (laughs) Carmilla's real messed up right now. Half my health is gone from a game of Pac-Man. <laughs> Ain't that just the way? <laughs> yeah, this is like one of the worst ways I've ever been humiliated. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Larry. Give me sweaty hands. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> Neither are you. <laughs> okay, Carmilla brandishes her claws and we're gonna do let's see a d20 plus three that's a 14 plus three 17 17 hits all right that's a three so that deals three damage yeah we're doing real good and then you do have a second attack so you can attack again if you want guys i think i need to get a new roller is it not working? It's a one again. Oh. This is bad. I've rolled like how many ones in this session? It's rough. <laughs> That's real rough. It's okay. It's funnier that way. <laughs> so with a nat one, I will say that as you make the second attack, the vampire spawn grabs onto your arm and you are grappled. Ah. Okay, good. Perfect. Yep. So now it is Mary's turn. Sweet. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run up behind Larry and take my sword out. 
or, well, my sword's already out. And I'm going to try and stab the vampire spot in the heart, killing it. All right, go ahead and roll to attack. Roll to attack. I'm going to use you, and you are... Be so careful right now, because, you know, reasons. Um, well, it is a unnatural 20. Hey, that hits. Okay. That it does. And to roll my die, I'm going... That is a 6 plus 3, so that is a 9 damage total. All right, so it will take 9 damage. And I'm going to take another swing at it. Well, that doesn't hit. That's a 9 to hit. Uh, that does not hit. So you deal with nine yeah. damage. Anything else you want to do with your turn? Uh, you know what? I'm going to take Lyra. I'm going to throw him across the pit. <laughs> Roll athletics. Let's do it. Let's go. That changes my plan. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it's going to make it because I rolled a natural 17 and my athletics is a plus six. So that makes it. Wow. So Larry, you fly across the bed of nails. I look over at Imhotep and Carmilla. I'm like, get across or tell me to throw you. I will hold this bitch off. And I look to the vampire spawn. Um, Now it is Phantom's turn. All right. So Phantom, as you are on the other side of this chasm, making your way down this hallway, the vampire spawn that previously had a grip on your shoulder has left the coffin and is shambling after you. I pay <laughs> no mind. Um, I will go as far forward as I can go. Same. I. You and Jack enter into a circular room that is barricaded right before a set of stairs. There is a large wall that is in place. As you are looking at this circular room, there are a series of coffins arranged around the center, almost like the face of a clock. And there are a couple of dials on the ground that are currently set at 9.50. Um... Is there any roll that I can do to try and figure out? Roll insight. Oh, man, that is not the time to give. I got a one. Just wasn't meant to be, y'all. <laughs> Just wasn't meant to be. With a nat one, that vampire spawn that is on both of your tails oh. is going to close the gap into the room with you. We got four more minutes. Four minutes. Absolute guess. Phantom's going to grab the minute hand and have the invisible servant grab the hour hand and we're going midnight as you spring it to midnight with both hands on the 12 a wall behind oh you God, no! <laughs> springs up trapping you on both sides within this circular clock face room with the vampire spawn in the room with you wrong time wrong time wrong time well and now it is larry's turn <laughs> <laughs> is well wowie did i not think i was gonna be here all right guys it's been good uh, mm, i god the door's up i can't do anything with the door up um i'll go with what was my plan prior and i'm gonna activate the reverse oh well no i'm gonna ask a question first what does the ceiling look like <laughs> the ceiling looks rough and rocky like, would it look like it really hurts if I flipped gravity? It would look like a really solid surface to bump into. Mm, how far away is it? How much damage would we take? 2d6 bludgeoning damage. It's not the worst. Um, yeah, I'm going to reverse gravity. I activate my lodestone as my action, and then I run to the end of the hall to the closed door. Mary, Carmilla, and Imhotep make a dexterity saving throw. Heads up, everyone! I got a 14. 18. Oh, 
natural 20. Yes. Uh, Carmilla holds on by her toes. All right. <laughs> well, all four of you will go up to the ceiling, but Carmilla and Mary, you will take no damage. Imhotep, you will only take 1d6. <laughs> the vampire spawn rolled a three on her dexterity save. Yes. So she will take 2d6 damage. Uh, I don't like how little health I have. So, Imhotep, you will only take two damage. The vampire spawn will take eight. And all four of you are now on the ceiling. So now, as the vampire spawn's turn, she is going to, seeing the direction that that force came from, is going to try and crawl across the ceiling after you, Larry. (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) Freaking insidious turd. (laughs) (laughs) Doing the creepy, the grudge walk. Ew. I hate no, it. I hate no. it. I hate it. It's going to skitter across the ceiling to the edge of the gravity barrier. Uh, ew. We'll cross over the other side of the gravity barrier, and then we'll fall onto the ground and take another 2d6 damage. Yay. <laughs> which is another five. Look at that. They're decently hurt. And that will end her turn. So now it is Imhotep's turn. Oh, wait, is it? What time is it? Ah, it is 4.50. Yeah. So. Yeah. We didn't even get in the room. We're nowhere close to what we needed to be. Imhotep, you specifically feel a very familiar magical energy that you all collectively recognize as what happens when the sun goes down in the presence of the page of the Necronomicon formerly known as the Scroll of Osiris. I did the museum. And you feel a magical energy erupt through the entirety of Warwick Castle. And you hear in the room above you <laughs> some clambering and some metal clacking. Well, uh-oh. That, uh, that suit of armor in the hallway. <laughs> the freaks come out at night. The freaks come out at night. That's the thing that happens at 450. Okay, so we still have time. It just things are gonna be a lot harder now. <laughs> so now, Imhotep, it is your turn. I'm gonna dash. I can't think of anything else to do right now. Is Mary going to throw us? Huh? Oh wait, we don't need to be thrown. We can just walk across the ceiling, right? We don't have to worry about the spikes. Yeah, we're on the ceiling now. And that lasts up to a minute, so. Okay, Carmilla, it is your turn. I, I would like to follow everyone. Just for the sake of time, I'm assuming that the same is going to be true of you, Mary, that you're all just going to make your way across the ceiling. Oh, yeah. So I will just put you all at the edge of this gravity barrier. And it is now Phantom's turn. I don't know if this is just going to be like an Easter egg or something, but obviously we need everybody to get their asses in here. We we still got to get moving. Uh, I will, me and my invisible servant, once more start changing clock hands. Dare I ask, 4.50? So, as you turn the clock hands to 4.50, as you turn the hour hand to 4, and it points towards the door on the east side. Oh my god. That door lowers, Mm -hmm. and as you turn the minute hand to 50, and it points to the door on the west side, that door lowers. Hey! I'm like, oh, hi! (laughs) Wow. And the vampire spawn looks a little impressed. <laughs> She's like, I've lived down here for so many years and I never figured that out. <laughs> He'll give you an autograph later. And uh, for whatever my turn is, I will dash after 
Phantom. Yeah, we're max movementing our way onwards. Oh, ab- absolutely. Larry is standing there with those other spawn, like just like standing emoji. They're just like <laughs> looking at each other. We're going, we're running. Dashing, double dashing, spawns are not worth our time right now. <laughs> hey, man. Wow. All right, just let us handle them, huh? You'll clean up, up after you. Sounds good. <laughs> yep, thank you. Wait, you forgot your diaper rash cream. I'll get it later. (laughs) The two of them both scatter out of the room. (laughs) Scatter. And this vampire spawn looks back and sees Larry standing behind her. (laughs) Hello. Looks forward and sees the two of them running in through the next room. I just kind of wave. Hi. Hello. What are you doing? I'm a little tired, but, uh, you know, it's not the weirdest day I've had. Don't I know it. <laughs> Honestly, this one is firmly in the middle. It could be worse. It, it could be better, but you know, it is what it is. She's going to look back towards where Jack and Phantom went and said, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go stop them. So, uh, don't, don't go anywhere. Ah, uh, you know, we'll just beat you over there. It's fine. Please don't. <laughs> and then she runs off. <laughs> no. I was hoping that she would just go back to her coffin. I was hoping she'd aggro on the team, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I was too polite. It became too awkward. (laughs) That's my secret cap. I'm always awkward. Just be nice. So now it is Larry's turn. I want Larry to do interview with a vampire. Yeah. (laughs) Well. I'll be the vampire. Yes. We'll just hang out. We'll have tea. Um, I'm going to not listen to that uh, vampire and I'm going to run forward. That'll take me about, uh, wherever. It'll clear me into the next room. The other vampire spawn is going to continue pursuing. (laughs) And so we'll make it around the corner into the circular clock face room. Then for everyone else... Your dismounts? Make a dexterity saving throw (laughs) as you leave the gravity well. Oh, shit. That is a... another... that is 13. So 1d6 of damage for you, then. That is five damage. That's a 22. With a 22, you won't take any damage. Uh, 15 for me. 15, 1d6. Dark. That's a six. That is bludgeoning though, so because it's you, that's a three. Oh, thank goodness. I am at 25 health, I don't like this. Oh, what the hell? I didn't look at my health hit points. I've been very bold for how little health I have. Oops. What are you, what are you at? Um, I'm at 29. Well, um, oh. just above yeah. table, the clock face room was going to be an opportunity to short rest, but not anymore. Heck. Yeah, Heck. I, I assume. Good job, everyone. So what I will assume then is that everyone is just going to continue to sprint into the next room. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in my mind, I don't think we have any time. It's already five o'clock. Yeah. So as you make it, into the throne room. Whoa. Oh. Oh. It's oh. so nice in here. Oh, that part's not so nice. Oh, that's not so uh. nice. You see the sprawling throne room of the castle. Off to the side of you where the throne is, sitting on it, is the Necronomicon. With pages freshly reattached to it and energy is seeping out from this tome towards the center of the room where there is arranged in a pentagram a bunch of candles and culty witchy shit. We love it. 
Callback. At the point of the pentagram is Rainer, and filling out the rest of it, there is one other vampire spawn, Timothy Buckingham. Shit! Timothy! (laughs) Good. Ozim and Ur. What? And who? Ozim and Ur. My skelly? (gasps) Your skelly boys! Wow, they made it all the way to the boss level. Wow, they're like main characters now. Fucking traitors. (laughs) And you hear the last words to an incantation being spoken. God damn it. Can I please? Oh, can I please? Can Um, I please? I beg you. uh, uh, One, (laughs) one, like, absolute Hail Mary attempt to conjure away the voice before the words are said. I don't think we're hailing Mary. Quiet you. (laughs) I will let you roll for it as a Hail Mary. (laughs) I don't roll. Uh, Rainer, DC 14, con save. All right. Exactly 14. Oh! Whoa! Whoa! Since I'm God, with well... Eric, could I try something? Uh, depends on what you're going to try. In order to give Phantom advantage, I was going to make a deal. A devil's bargain? Yeah, just so that's that way. not advantage. That's just a success. Uh, whatever it does, because I have not wanted to do it. Wow. Okay. Basically, Jack uh, runs in behind Phantom, sees what he's about to do, takes off his hat, reaches in for one of the flowers Phantom gave him, and tucks it into his lapel right next to his uh, unknown invisibility potion. And then <laughs> he casts whatever it is that he's doing. Summons the powers of Asmodeus. Because you have made a devil's bargain, Phantom succeeds. So, Phantom, as you fire off that conch, Rainer is saying the last few words of an incantation before it is snatched away. Yes? Lorem ipsum dolor sitamet, consectator, adapising elit vestibulum, condimentum, And as the words are wrested from his mouth, his hands quickly go up to his throat. He looks over his shoulder to see you, Phantom, and the rest of the team behind you. He looks back over his shoulder and signals as Timothy Buckingham continues the incantation. No! No! Of course. Vestibulum ut gravida diem vel gravida ex nunc elite libero bibendum. Do we have any time to run forward during this or no? Roll just a straight d20. Can someone burn the Necronomicon? Can we cheat? Please. Uh, Can I eat it? (laughs) Can I eat the Necronomicon? Are you guys going for the Necronomicon or for the circle? Imhotep is incredibly conflicted, but he is definitely going for the Necronomicon. I'm actually going for uh, to destroy part of the circle if I can, but I rolled a 15. And I already cheated, so I'm done. Hey, Grayson. (laughs) Yeah. No, you didn't. Oh, damn it. (laughs) Aren't you glad you did that devil's bargain? Yeah, I did. As you make your way to the circle and go to try to erode some of it, you are bounced back with a spike of abyssal energy that slams you against the wall as what appear to be initially Egyptian hieroglyphs 
lift off the pages of the Necronomicon and begin to jitter and reform into abyssal runes. And the ground begins to violently tremble below you. Imhotep, roll a, just a straight d20. Uh, that's four. Oh, God. <laughs> With a four, as your hand makes its way towards the book, it explodes outward as these runes shoot out and bury themselves in the center of this pentagram and rise up a set of ashes that begin to flicker no. with false life and swirl around each other. I dash this circle to destroy it. Roll a straight d20. They begin to form the vague silhouette of a humanoid body. 19. With a 19, as you make your way to the circle, you start to erode the circle in the ground. You are hit with abyssal energy and you're able to stand your ground. On either side of you, Ozim and Rainer turn and reach towards you as Timothy continues the incantation and as this humanoid specter in the center, like Dr. Manhattan, no. begins to glow with ethereal energy. Yeah. And I go into a rage and lightning bolt Timothy. Go ahead and roll your Storm Herald modifier. I know that I've done a few things and tell me if I can or cannot. Would I be able to take the flask and throw it at Mary's lightning? When you say the flask. Oh, sorry, the um. The Dasani water bottle. Yeah, basically. Because <laughs> I'm essentially trying to make that holy water humidifier type thing. Roll athletics. As in the center of this circle, you see flickering in and out of existence a skeletal system, a nervous system, a muscle system, a circulatory system, each pulsing one at a time in and out. I'd like to get Carmilla close enough to cast Curse of the Muddled Mind. Describe Curse of the Muddled Mind. Curse a creature that you can see. Oh, it's th yeah, so I have to move within 30 feet that is concentrating on a spell or using a feature that requires concentration. The creature has disadvantage on the next constitution saving throw it makes to maintain concentration before the end of the next turn. And would it be dumb for me to try and eat a page? <laughs> Might not be good for you. Probably not. Make an intelligent saving throw. Okay. What was your roll, Mary? Uh, everything added up came up to a 19. And with a 19, who were you trying to lightning bolt? You were trying to lightning bolt Timothy? Yep. Okay. You successfully are able to get a lightning bolt off on Timothy, interrupting him. And the other vampire spawn picks up where he leaves off. Vestibulum, his actor Leo, Donek, Sagittus, Dio, Ipsum. I also did roll uh, my athletics, and I had to burn a luck for it. Um, so I got an 18. So with an 18, you are able to throw your chemical holy water humidifier into the mix, which does interrupt the vampire spawn as she recoils from the damage. And then Ur picks up... <laughs> Traitor. I gotta remember what his voice was. Um, Aliquim, Luctus, Fringella, Leo, Vatae, Eusmond, Integer, Dio, Felice. And then for my attempts to rip the pages out of the Necronomicon, I rolled a 10. With a and 10, was, you are yeah. unsuccessful, and I'm going to roll yeah. a D100. To see how far I go flying? 
know to see what effect you get on the insanity <gasps> table. Oh! <gasps> Ooh, okay. You should have let me do this. Well, you're busy. <laughs> I'm totally busy. Not let me control over my body anymore. That is a 66. You experience uncontrollable tremors or ticks imposing disadvantage on attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws that involve strength and dexterity. Right. I collapse backwards, just shaking from the energy of the book. Just like, oh. Can I cast Curse the Muddle Mind? Or not yet. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Uh, what I can do, I'll have it force a concentration save on Ur. And that's a seven. So he's going to break concentration and then Azim will pick up where he left off. Sed imperiet lectus ut actor voluptate. All right, squad, I think we blew it. We tried our best. <laughs> yep, definitely blew it. And as these pieces of the body flash in and out of existence in the midst of this cloud of holy water, it recoils slightly but still solidifies as the shadows leak up from the floor and wrap around a vampiric body as a moderately sized vampire, a little shorter than you expected. Shorter. Appears. He's a short king. <laughs> hovering above this pentagram and falls down to the floor, recoils a little bit from the acid of the holy water, and he thinks to himself, oh, this is pain. And, ow. <laughs> and from Dracula's perspective. Oh my God, oh my God. He sees someone, someone else there in his mind. And it's himself. And it's himself thinking about himself as he realizes something he hasn't had in a while. Perspective. Oh my god. Wow. And he finds it wanting. Oh. And as he pulls himself up to his feet, his cape draped around plate mail armor that is singed and discolored. He pulls aside his cape, examines his hands, and sees that he is still a spawn. Oh. Oh. Reyna, you goofed it. <laughs> After taking some considerable damage, he steps out of the center towards the throne. Oh, shit. <laughs> God damn it, I'm there. <laughs> oh, he's cool. Look at him. Oh, no, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so cool. And steps up to Rainer and says, A little clumsy, but effective still. Actually, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> Roll deception. It was using his voice. He does have Rainer's voice. 18. Oh my God, I'm light, I'm lightheaded. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I almost blacked out, I wheezed so hard. 
And he looks up towards Phantom, looks back towards Rainer, and says, Mr. Renfield, I would almost be proud of you, if that were possible. But please, show some hospitality to our guests. And he looks up at all of you, pulls himself completely out of the mist, makes his way up towards Phantom. Oh, shit. Oh, no. What do you think was going to happen? And gives a slight bow. Oh. And says, I do apologize on behalf of my familiar. He doesn't have a sense of propriety. You are, after all, our guests. And it would be impolite not to introduce myself and not to learn a little bit about each of you who have made yourselves known in my presence. And his cape pulls aside and there is a slight shimmer over his plate mail as he says, I am Count Vladimir Tepesh, the Prince of Wallachia, though you might know me better as Count Dracula, the Prince of death. Now who might I have the honor of speaking to? And as you see the shimmer pass over his plate mail, roll perception. Six. Um. With a six, the ash and dust on it starts to solidify and you can see a tiny bit of heat radiating from beneath it. And he pulls back and looks to everyone else and says, Please, introduce yourselves. I wouldn't be a good host if I let you leave before getting to know you. And he melts into the shadows and appears blocking the doorway. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, Jack goes to the other door. (laughs) Yeah, he runs a hundred feet to make a point. Uh, Larry's just, uh, butt on the ground in front of the Necronomicon, still just uncontrollably shaking and quivering. I was gonna say, um, Imhotep watches all of this and is kind of panicking a little bit. He watches Dracula do all of his stuff, but he's much more, like, as concerned as he is with that, he runs to Larry and kind of, like, tries to soothe him a moment. Imhotep, grab the book. He's going to have the parasite grab the book. He himself is not going to touch it. He's going to let the monster touch it. All right. As you do, make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, I have a horrible question. I probably have a horrible answer. (laughs) (laughs) Is Dracula, like, we've gotten some plate mail, some glowing, some whatever. Is he dripped out, though? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, you know it. You know it. All right, Phantom switch insides. Well, I was going to say there is a very non-zero chance that if he's polite and cool. And well-dressed. And fashionable. (laughs) And otherwise aristocratic. And just hot. (laughs) He is all of those things. Uh, Anyone who wants to can see flashing through Phantom's eyes the possibility of having a patron for all of his, like, operas of his dreams. He's 
absolutely enamored as far as that goes. Wow. <laughs> My dexterity save was a seven. With a seven, you're going to get hit with an Eldritch Blast from Rainer. <laughs> of course I am. So five damage, Imhotep. Do you continue? I look back at Rainer and... Yes, I do. I'm going to push my fucking luck here. Can I stand in between Rainer and Emotep? Yes, you can. So I get up shakily and I just put myself in between him and I stare him down. I want to look Rainer in the eye and be like, I know something about you. I know something you don't know. And if Rainer could speak, <laughs> he would have a cool comeback. Mm-hmm. But he can't. Larry getting in the way, what does that do for me? Uh, he'll take the hit. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm just staring daggers at him right now. So unflinching, he's going to fire an Eldritch Blast at you, Larry, and it'll either hit you or Imhotep. Because if you dodge out of the way, it's hitting Imhotep. So you take three damage, and Imhotep, you have the Necronomicon now in your possession. Carmilla... You make eye contact with Dracula, and he gives you a smile, and he gives you a deep bow of deference. As he says, Countess Karnstein, it's good to see you again after all this time. I need to thank you. I want to show my gratitude and admiration, for after all, I am your legacy. Everything that I am, I owe to you. And I want you to know that acknowledgement, that praise, that gratitude, and that remembrance exists because this is the last time that you will ever feel it. <laughs> well, that's very interesting, Mr. Dracula. Because as far as I remember, I brought you into this world. And she pulls out her claws. And for that, I am eternally grateful. But I think you misunderstand. That wasn't a threat. That was pity. <laughs> You're capable of such a thing? Well, in small doses. Because now that I exist... No one will ever remember you again. Oh. Damn. And you can feel all around you the countrywide perception filter disappearing as collectively the memory of Dracula takes over the countryside. And Carmilla, you feel an innate sense that... Your story, your legacy, and your reputation, you can feel as Dracula's shadow is growing larger, that you are being encompassed by it. It's like the book. And that all of the fear and reverence that people had for you is now fear and reverence for him. It's like the books. Damn, Dan. As his shadow encroaches over you, it passes over Rainer as well, and he warps through his shadow to Rainer, from whom he snatches a vial of your blood, Carmilla. No. Mm -hmm. And he pops the cork. I've been waiting for this. Rainer, 
looks panicked and tries to make him hesitate. Dracula ignores him, pushes him aside, and drinks it. And as Dracula ingests the dead man's blood of the vampire that turned him, he throws himself to the ground in momentary agony. Those shadows seeping out from under him wrap around and lift him up. And from beneath his cape, a pair of leathery wings explodes (gasps) outwards. And the ash and dust and grime gathered on his plate mail burns away to reveal the insignia of the Empire of Dracul the empire of the dragon. As the crest of Dracula, a reared up red dragon (laughs) blazes brightly on his plate mail. Oh shit. And all of the candles snuff out and the room plunges into darkness. The only light coming from the heat radiating off of his chest plate and the glow of his eyes as the abyssal energy flows forth from both himself and the Necronomicon. Wow, um, well. so much for listening to this episode of D and Dark, created, hosted, and edited by myself, Danger Dan Jers, with artwork by Jordan Nelson. This has been part two of our four-part mid-season finale. And if you've been enjoying the show so far and know anyone else who would, please tell them about us. Your word of mouth will be crucial for helping us grow as we return for the second half of the season. D and Dark's cast this episode is Aaron Coffold as Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, Grayson Norman as Jack Griffin, The Invisible Man, Jordan Nelson as Larry Talbot, The Wolfman, Daniel Cruz as Imhotep, The Mummy, and Ben Magnet as Mary, The Frankenstein Monster. This episode also featured Janae Pellerin as Carmilla Karnstein. Our theme song and outro is Let's All Have a Ball by Ryan White Maloney and Tony Carboni recorded at True North Studios Las Vegas. Additional music this week was provided by Alexander Lapko. Listen to new episodes of D&D Dark Wednesdays, anywhere you find podcasts. It's like the books. Damn, Dan. Mean. <sighs> Back at it again. Yep. yep. <laughs> that is 
Daniel, back at it again with those hard-hitting story moments. <laughs> with those memes from 10 years ago. <laughs>